Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in Hokies fans to this edition of the Tech Sideline podcast. We record on Tuesday, March 29th. And on today's episode, we are thrilled to welcome Storm Murphy from the Virginia Tech men's basketball team to talk about his experience with the program, that historic run in the ACC tournament, what's next for him, and much more. Stay tuned with us here on episode 231 of the Tech Sideline podcast, which starts right now. We welcome you in whether you are listening on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, or watching live or archived on the YouTube. And if you are on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe while you're there. A full crew on set today, Katie Adams with you in the host chair, Will Stewart, founder and general manager of TechSideline.com to my left. In the fourth chair for now is lead analyst and columnist Chris Coleman. He will join us on set after the break. Behind the scenes is Malcolm Stewart, as always. And, of course, across the way is Virginia Tech guard Storm Murphy. Well, now that the craziness has settled down from what was a remarkable season for the Hoops team, glad to have you on today, Storm. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. A lot to get into today, but, of course, we'll start out with what will with what this season will be known for, which was that incredible run that you all made in Brooklyn during the ACC tournament. Virginia Tech basketball, 2022 ACC champions. I bet you'll never get tired of hearing that. Can you say that again, please? Yeah, please, please. <laughs> Shout it from the rooftops every day of my life. Yeah. Uh, crazy, yeah. Say it again. Say it every day. Um, it'll be it'll be uh, something that I'll never forget and uh, definitely, you know, help made the mark on the season. Um, really, really special week for us in Brooklyn. I know, Will, you're passionate about this topic as a lifelong Virginia Tech basketball fan. Waited a long time for this moment. So you won the tournament, which is awesome. I mean, you've played basketball your whole life. Mm -hmm. You're used to playing in tournaments, winning tournaments. This is different. I mean, you've been back two or three weeks now. And, you know, winning four, four games in a row is cool. And having people tell you, oh, you're the first Virginia Tech team to ever win it. But do you really grasp the magnitude of what this means for, like, older fans who watched the ACC tournament for all those years? I mean, have, mm. have people come up to you and said stuff like in the last two or three weeks? Some have. Um, there's been a couple of like letters sent in just, you know, explaining what it means and, and how, how it, uh, you know, impacts them and they're thankful for it and they've been waiting years for it and stuff. But I don't know. I don't think I do uh, totally grasp it yet. I don't think so. I don't think, you know, especially because, you know, I've been here for one year, you know, you know, right. I haven't been here for four or five and I haven't felt um, that anticipation, I think, as much as other people. But, um, you know, one thing that, that did mean a lot and kind of gave me a good sense uh, of what it would mean was our, our pregame uh, speech uh, in the locker room uh, where Coach Young was talking to us. And then uh, he gave the floor to Coach Jackson, our, our strength coach, and uh, who's been here and played here and, uh, you know, what it would mean to him. And he talked about what it would mean to him personally and how many guys have texted and called him and, um, 
just that we're doing it for a long line of, of history here for Virginia Tech and players and people have come through and they're all, you know, wanting it so bad, more than us and just as bad as us. And so that gave us a lot of uh, motivation, I think, minutes before tip, um, emotional, you know, motivation. So has it occurred to you when you're, what are you, 23? Yep. That when you're 43 and, and you got the gut starting, that they're going to invite you <laughs> back to Virginia Tech. <laughs> And you and whoever else can make the trip, yeah. you're going to be called out there on the floor and it's wow. going to be like 20 years ago. It's going to be the 10 year anniversary, the 20 year anniversary, yeah. 25, all that. And, yeah. and, and so you are forever threaded into the fabric of Virginia Tech basketball. That must be pretty cool. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I think um, it's cool to hear that. It's cool to say that and look forward to that. Um, I haven't even thought about that. You know, the 20 year anniversary or whatnot. And, well, that's why I pointed it out. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> super cool. So I think... Um, just another added added bonus and benefit to to the excitement uh, of what happened, and um, I think yeah, you know the the way this season went, you know ups and downs, and um, just to just to finish that way, I couldn't couldn't have dreamed uh, or wrote a better finish, um, and so um, you know those four nights, those four games, um, to be able to now call ourselves champs and, and realize what what it means is is uh, yeah, it means a lot, it means a lot. Take me through the mindset game by game and how Coach Young really prepared you guys each night to keep winning um, for t to achieve what some thought was the impossible after you started out the season two and seven in ACC play. What did he say to you guys in the locker room? How did he prepare you for that moment? Yeah, it kind of started um, in our prep to leave for Brooklyn. Um, you know, we just we had finished the regular season and, and we talked about, you know, it being a new season, you know, and, and, and nothing, you know, in the past matters. Now we are the seed we are, we're playing who we're playing um, and we have to win games. And so, um, you know, in our preparation, that was huge uh, just to realize, you know, how well we've played the last two months or so, you know, this new year, 2022, we've won, um, I think since that Miami game, like 11 of 13 or something like that. Really, really good. Um, basketball coming from our team. And so we wanted to take that, you know, he pumped a lot of, you know, confidence into our team, talked about how it was a new season. Um, and so, you know, we had a mindset to win it all, uh, you know, heading to Brooklyn. But I think, I think another thing um, that I've pointed out is there was a lot of, you know, temptation to think about, Ooh, like how many do we need to win to get into the tournament? You know, do we need one, two, three, like, man, we can't lose this game. Can't lose this game. And, um, you know, that was something we, we, we were thinking of and it was hard to kind of put that out of our mind, but, um, we tried to, and then it became, man, like, let's, we're just winning it all. Let's just win it all. You know, let's just go for it all and, and give the country and the committee, you know, nothing to say, um, but to put us in. So let's, uh, let's, we had a specific question about that first game against Clemson. Okay. And, you know, we could talk about the game, but, but let's get to the, the, the last play. Um, and we spe specifically had one of our message board posters said, Ask him, ask Storm what was going through his mind when Darius Maddox was dribbling the ball up court. So first of all, one of the things we noticed on the replays, Mike Young is pointing in the corner to Hunter Couture. Yeah. So what was the play that you guys were supposed to run and, and what was going through your mind through that whole sequence? Yeah, that, that actually was, it's kind of funny. It was a whirlwind and um, we were going to inbound it, I think, to, to Sean or I. Um, and just kind of space the floor and try to get downhill and go, go as fast as we can, beat our guy. But Keve uh, was going to stand at the half-court line or whatnot, and whoever was bringing it up, he was going to set us a, a flat ball screen or go right off it, get downhill. Um, probably going to switch that. We'll get a big on us, get by him, whatnot. Um, but what happened is 
Um, I almost got subbed out or, or, or whatnot, but then they're holding me and they tell Keve to come out. So Keve gets out. So now I'm technically in Keve's position. So I'm standing in the middle of the court and I'm like, I've never screened nobody in my life. <laughs> um, what am I supposed to do? So you can kind of see me. I'm like lingering. I'm like, okay, Darius has the ball. Should I go get, should I go screen him? Is that what Keve was supposed to do? Like what in the world are we doing? And, uh, and I realized, oh wait, Darius Maddox has the ball, like get out of his way. <laughs> um, and so I, I tried to back up a little bit and he had that whole side of the court, which was great. Um, you know, that's the, that's who we want, you know, having the ball and you know, how hot he is. And, um, I think he shot it. I ran to the rim and under it, saw it go in and it was just a party. It was awesome. So is, is he as cool as he seems? Because yes. the first thing I noticed watching the replay, first of all, you're all pacing around, you know, like, Oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> and then they start to replay it. And I realized he dribbles up court and he dribbled behind his back. Yep. Very casual. Is, is he really that way? He is. He is. He's literally... Um, that way on off the court, like he's just the, just the cool guy. Like I want to be him so bad. Um, <laughs> but no, he's calm. He's collected. He's just like always, uh, in attack mode in the right way. You know, he's, he's plays the right way. And, um, yeah, his handle is great. Um, his, his just knack for scoring. He elevates really quickly. Yeah. 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 And, and just, just everything about his jump shot, everything about his athleticism, his length, his height, like it just, uh, plays perfectly into his game. Uh, that's why he's so good and why he was able to hit that kind of a shot. So, so what, you know, to, to go down this path, what kept him off the floor early in the season? Cause we get asked that a lot and we don't really know. We assumed it was, he wasn't ready defensively or, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm not totally sure. Um, you know, I think, uh, the way, you know, Naheem and Hunter have built their careers and played so well here. Um, those are guys we want on the court, you know, and, I know Darius hadn't played much last year as much being a freshman. Um, but man, day after day, he continued to prove himself in practice. And, um, you know, coaches, even the preseason told me, told our team, like Darius is going to have a, a big impact this year and a big role. And, um, he can score the basketball and he makes shots. And I think like since the day I've met him, like, I don't know if I've seen him miss pretty much. He, uh, he makes everything it seems in practices and scrimmages and, uh, and workouts. And so. Um, I think day after day, you know, just like building that confidence and, and showing the coaches that he's he's really making shots and doing that in games, you know, uh, helped him come along really well. Well, we joke all the time that when he goes up now, we expect it to go in. Oh, yeah. yeah it's it's yeah. Too. Yeah, real disappointing when it doesn't. Yeah. Which is rare. <laughs> Storm, you and Coach K shared a moment after the ACC championship game. What did he share with you in that moment? Yeah, it was a, a really cool moment. Um, I think that was now my third time playing him. And he's always, you know, been nice and, and, and great and respected. But um, went over to, to, you know, we celebrated and I saw the Duke players leaving. So I went over there to just thank them for a great game and being great players. And, um, you know, I, I, I grew up a Duke fan, actually. Oh, no. Um, but <laughs> it was cool. Just uh, he was there in front of me and I was like, oh, it's Coach K. Like, should I get out of his way? I don't know. And then we met and he, um, yeah, he just said he wanted you know me to know that him and Duke basketball just appreciated, you know, me as a player and a leader um, and, and how I played. Um, and that, you know, we're going to be great. Good luck in the tournament and uh, best of luck in the future. So it was cool. And I just thanked him for, for all he's done for the game. That had to have been so cool to hear. Now you watch him in the NCAAs and I guess you're rooting for them to win it all. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> go <laughs> ACC. Yeah, yeah. Go, go ACC. But now it's definitely a cool, cool moment. So, so after Darius makes a shot against Clemson, um, I don't know if you guys talk about this or if you're, if you're continuing to take it game by game. Was there any sort of feeling after that, like this might be it, this might be, we might be the team? I, I think so, yeah. I think we felt that way coming into Brooklyn and then um, 
to win that game, I don't know. I almost didn't even realize like how big that shot was um, until after we won it all, right? We look back now, we've won right. three more games in a row and just won the championship. But if it wasn't for that shot, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be there. And so I think uh, that night and the next day, we're just like, you know, all in Darius's ear telling him how great he is and how, how amazing he is for, for that, um, which he deserves. And, um, but I think looking back after we won the championship is when we really realized how big of a shot that, that truly was. I feel like Clemson was maybe your toughest matchup, just from a pure matchup perspective mm-hmm. in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Um, and especially because we had played them a week before mm-hmm. the Saturday at Clemson. Um, and that's always hard. It's always hard to play a team back to back, um, you know, quickly after one after another game. And why is that? Get, get into I that. I think, yeah. I think it's like the scouting, you know, like, you know, play one team in January, play them again in March. You know, we've, we've kind of forgotten. We've had, we've focused on so many other teams, other games. And, um, you know, now looking back at that, uh, film, right, that's one thing. But to have that game feel so fresh, uh, know the spots we're supposed to be in on defense and, and then be able to just like change scheme, uh, really quickly, um, from one game to the next and, and, uh, it's almost like double the scout is there. And so it can be hard. Um, but yeah, so, so is there any uncertainty in your mind because they had beaten you? I mean, or, yeah, I mean, we, we absolutely were like, goodness, like Clemson is good. Like they just beat us. Like they are really, really, really good. Like we cannot look past this game. We don't know who will play. Um, but you know, if it's Clemson, we want, we want revenge. We want to get them back uh, as quickly as we can. Right. So what do you remember, uh, like, what do you recall? Everybody kind of, they talk, they talk about the shot against Clemson. And, of course, everybody talks about Duke and UNC. But they kind of gloss over the Notre Dame game. Yeah. Um, and you guys scored 87 points. You gave up 82, yep. which is a lot. Is, is that right, David? I, I, I think it was 80. 80, 87, 80. Okay. Um, is there anything that, that comes to mind to your mind about that game? Yeah. Um, we knew like they were, they wanted revenge um, from the game we we beat them here, uh, which was an awesome game. Um, what comes to my mind about them is is you know they're a team that, um, and we talked about this a lot in prep, is they're just a, a a super skilled team that is gonna capitalize on all of our mistakes. They're a team that um, you know when if we're in the wrong spot or we close out wrong you know someone's going to be able to get in the lane and they can pass so well that's what we also prepped a lot on is that they're they're an incredible passing team yeah um and so um prepped a lot for that on the defensive end and um you know we didn't know for sure if they were going to run a zone or man as much and they ran quite a bit of zone against us here uh at home but uh, no, we, we, we knew, you know, they have dudes on that team, really good players. I mean, Prentice Hub is, is a great, great player, great point guard. He can, he can score and Dane Goodwin can score. Like they can all score. Paul Atkinson's been great for them this year. Um, so we knew they had a lot of weapons and it was going to be a, a battle and, um, it was. Yeah. I'll hang it back. I, I didn't mean to jump in and take, okay. take things. No, so you're so totally where, where are you in your list of questions? I had one more, and then we can move on to the so next So we're talking one. ACC tournament still? Yeah. Okay, go for it. So now that you've been back for, what, three weeks since the ACC yeah. tournament, four weeks, whatever it's been, what has the impact been like from Hokie Nation when you're walking around campus? Are people stopping you all the time and asking for pictures? What has the love that they've shown you been like? Yeah, a little bit of that. It's been it's been super cool. Uh, you know, even when we landed and drove back to campus just to come back to the facility and see so many people there, 
um, just to support us. It, it, it really made us happy, uh, helped us feel extremely proud of, of what we just did and have that kind of settle in a little bit more. And so I think, you know, now, yeah, being back on campus and in Blacksburg, you know, there's definitely still uh, great vibes going on and a lot of hype still there. And, um, you know, hopefully that never dies down. But yeah, um, it's been so fun running into people, running into friends and um, just uh, just talking about it. It's 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 the kind of the, the talk of the town, and to be able to you know have a little part in that is 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 super special. I think the only other thing I wanted to ask about the ACC tournament, and maybe there's something on Chris's mind, is um, playing Duke and U, uh, UNC and Duke. You know, yeah. the last two games. Uh, um, I, I don't really know how to phrase this because fans from the outside looking in, like like going into the UNC game, I thought to myself, you know, these guys have had a good tournament. We'll just see where things go. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I didn't have expectations on the semifinal. Same feeling the night before you guys played the night that you guys played Duke. It just you you to, you totally controlled those games from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the feeling? In those games that you guys had, you know, I know when Hunter comes out and makes like six three pointers in the first half, yeah. you're feeling like you're in control. You yeah. know, yeah. Did, did like did they seem rattled at all by how well you guys were playing? Uh, kind of go into that before we leave the top yeah. of the tournament. Um, I think you know, being able to play UNC in the semis and Duke in the final, I think is actually uh, it was huge for us because, I mean, we get to play these story programs. We get to play UNC and Duke and. Um, they're great programs, great players, great coaches. And, um, you know, they had beaten us, uh, earlier in the year and, and we want, we were really motivated by that. We were, we talked about that. Um, and it was crazy. Honestly, the, the semifinal game that morning, um, sitting at breakfast with Ace and David and Darius and Keve, um, just the feeling we were just like, why do we feel this? Why do I feel this way? Like I am full of emotion. I want to play right now. And it's like seven sixteen, and um, we just, we were, we were amped and it meant a lot to us. And it was like almost this, this uh, emotional uh, sensation. It's hard to almost describe of just like, we, we will run through a wall right now. Uh, we want to win this thing so bad. Um, and I think, you know, the fact that it was UNC gave us some extra motivation for that. But like you mentioned, like controlling the game from start to finish, um, it, it almost just felt like we were out there playing. You know, it was just us. And that was our our, our arena that, that week. And, um, you know, it felt like we controlled it from, from the how we prepped and how we were coached and how the team bought into the goal at hand. And um, I think I've never sensed a, a level of, of desperation and urgency from guys on my team, leadership from a handful of guys, you know, not so vocal guys being vocal. And and that's just naturally coming out because of the desperation and urgency, I think, um, which was, was unbelievable. I think is a huge reason why, you know, we had so much success and controlled the games. Like you mentioned, um, there was one moment actually that, yes, I think they were a little frazzled. It was, it was in the Duke game. Um, and I think it might've been the opening of the second half timeout early yep. in the second half, super early timeout. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was, it was cool. And coach young is amazing for this, but in our timeout, we didn't, we didn't talk about anything that we were doing wrong or need to change or do right or what they're about to do. Coach young, just word for word, like told us what he was telling them. And like that to us sitting there, we're like, what? Like, that's awesome. So right you're now, telling, coach- you're like quoting him, what coach young is, or coach K is telling Duke. Um, and it just like fired us up. Cause he was telling us that, 
you know, Coach K is 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 not happy with how they started. They started sluggish, and they're going to do anything to you know jack us up here. And so we were ready for it. Chris, was that the timeout where Coach K was showing his players? Oh, how he to position actually grabbed on one you? of his players or assistants and was like positioning him somewhere. <laughs> and I was like, if they hadn't figured out where to be on defense by now, yeah, they're in for a long second happen. half. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Good stuff, man. Well, from one tournament to the next, we got to touch on March Madness. Obviously, not the result that anyone wanted, but mm-hmm. do you want to touch on it quickly? <laughs> You're a Wisconsin native, born and raised, I assume, mm-hmm. but you played your college career so far away in South Carolina and Virginia. What was your first reaction when you found out that you were going home for March Madness? Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was uh, really exciting for me. I was ecstatic to hear that. Um, sitting on the plane, and and I wasn't even watching it, but there, everyone's yelling, "We're playing Texas, and we're going to Milwaukee Storm." And um, you know, my sophomore year when we went to the tournament, I was hoping for Milwaukee, and grew up kind of going to those games all the time. March Madness is there, and um, yeah, just to hear that was really cool. Knowing like, oh, familiar territory to me. I've been to Milwaukee, you know, countless and many times, and um family will be there friends will be there and as soon as that happened you know that day had so many people reaching out you know seeing if we can get tickets and whatnot so um it was it was really cool i know david tweeted during the game during the start during when they were announcing the starting lineup it was like extremely loud when they announced your name how many friends and family did you have there yeah i had i think about 40 tickets uh taken for for friends and family which was pretty much all we could get and uh the team whoever didn't have guys come in it was super helpful but um, yeah, I walked out, you know, about to go warm up and the whole place is just covered in, in red badger, uh, stuff. Cause Wisconsin was playing there later that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everyone was there already for, for both sessions, which was really cool. And, um, yeah, it was loud. It was a, a big roar and I definitely felt that. Um, but you know, going through the starting lineups and where our bench was positioned, all, all my friends and family were directly across. So I was just like always able to see them and see old coaches, old friends and teachers and, um, friends of friends, and so it was, it was really cool. I guess like a follow-up question to that, how many games were your parents able to make it to in Castle being so far away? I think they came to four. I think four games they were able to get to. They were at the first one and then a few others. Senior um, night, of course. Yep, and then on the road, I think um, – they drove to the first uh, – they're here for the first game, drove to Navy. We played next and then um, made it to Dayton um, and stuff like that. But, yeah, no. So they've always been so supportive and, and tried to get to so many. So uh, Katie and I talked about this, about this ahead of time. We don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about the NCAA tournament. But I, yeah. but I did want to ask, um, I mean, Texas is a good defensive team. Yeah. They shot well. I mean, when you think about that game, how can you boil it down to you guys just coming out on the wrong end? How do you think of it? Yeah, we, uh, you know, we prepped a lot for, you know, their guys and what they were going to run. You know, I think we were really, you know, sound and ready on the defensive end. And, um, you know, on the offensive end, it's tough, right? Because Texas is and Chris Beard is going to have them, you know, denying everything, switching everything. But still, it's not it's not like a a Duke or a Florida state where they're switching everything, but, 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 but it's really spread out still. And it's almost guarding their own man. Um, and we're able to drive in there and, and, and rotations happen and get good looks, but they, uh, they can, they pack it in. Um, they're super physical. They play way outside the NBA arc. And so, uh, just almost really never let us run anything. Yeah. Um, I know, I don't know how many shot threes threes a game we've averaged on the year, but I think we only shot eleven 12, or 12, twelve. I think, yeah, yeah. Um, 
think, and I don't know how many were clean looks. And and, and um, so because we specifically had people ask us about yeah. that, what is the difficulty sometimes where you can't run your sets and get your shots off? It's just how physical they're being. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's how physical they're being, um, and sometimes switching. Like it, you know, so Keve or Justin were, were setting pin downs for our shooters to come off curls and whatnot, and they're just. If they're topping that, forcing back door, we can't come off that. Now that's you know five seconds where the ball is supposed to go and hasn't gone there. And then um, they're switching, but you know all their guys could guard pretty much you know one through five. No one was really a liability on that end. And so yeah, it just makes it difficult. Um, we we tried to throw it into Kevin and Justin and should have more, um, but yeah, it, 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 hurt, it hurts the flow of our offense more than anything. Yeah. Um, Not necessarily from an X's and O's standpoint, but from a pure physicality standpoint, I thought Texas was a more skilled Clemson is how yep. I view them. And I thought it was a tough matchup because of that. Yeah, no, for sure. I totally agree with that. And they, uh, they have dudes who are, uh, you know, I think I don't know how many transfers they have, but they have a lot of experience, you know, and veteran guys on that team as well. And, and Marcus Carr, you know, he's a great um, – player and skilled and uh you know killed at minnesota the year before but um yeah really skilled team all around um that we were uh you know we tried to prep for and everything but i think you know our offensive end and wasn't like normal so they texas shot better than they usually shoot when yep. you guys yep. scored what 73 points that should be enough mm -hmm. against texas except yep. they're hitting their hitting their shots yeah and so was was that an issue of you guys maybe not being as tight on defense as you need to be, or did they just make shots? I think both. Yeah, I think both. Um, we knew – I mean, and that kind of went into our prep. We knew their percentages on the year, and we knew, um, you know, not the best shooting three-point team or, right. or what from outside on the um, in the country. But um, – so we can pack it in more. You know, they're really physical. They're drivers. Um, so we can pack it in and whatnot. And, um, yeah, maybe that, you know, made us – late to closeouts, late to shooters. But I think it also comes down to just the fact that, you know, sometimes we, they just made shots, yeah. um, and which is tough, but, you know, that happens. That's tournament. Yeah, it's a tournament for sure. Well, now that we've touched on the postseason, let's take it back to your transition from Wofford to Virginia Tech. When did you know that you wanted to, to transfer to Virginia Tech? And did you ever visit before committing? I know it was during COVID, so I wasn't yeah, sure that process. Yeah, I but. never visited. Yeah, I okay. never visited. It was during COVID. Um, but I think I uh, went into the transfer portal on a Monday. And before I was out of the office to do that, I had a missed call from Coach Young. Um, he must have seen it right away. And so, um, yeah, it was just cool to, to connect with him again. And, you know, immediately he told me he wanted me in Blacksburg. And um, you know, how much fun that would be and just to pick up where we left off in um, 2019, my sophomore year. But um, took that week kind of uh, talking to teams um, and, and hearing from them, talking to my family and also considering not using my fifth year actually of, of COVID eligibility and just going to play professionally. Um, and so uh, every school that, that reached out and I talked to, it kind of, you know, initially every, every Dude, call. You, you got a dish, man. Who else talked to you? Yeah. Who else talked I to thought you? it was just Virginia Tech in the mix. Who did I you seriously sure. think about? Uh, well, predominantly Wisconsin going back home was. Uh, so you did talk to them, huh? Yeah. Um, but other schools, um, Purdue, Missouri, Baylor. Um, pretty good list of school. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Ole Miss. Um, I'm trying to picture you playing for Baylor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Their uh, their staff is awesome, and I know some uh, know some of their coaches. Um, but 
every call that that a coach uh you know would would call me and i'd pick up it'd just initially be so are you just gonna go to virginia tech or should i should i should i tell you about ourselves and our team or are you just gonna go to virginia tech yeah um but um so but i was you know kind of you know comparing every school uh to virginia tech uh in the process and in those conversations but i think i i knew on a on that friday of that week um told coach young and posted on saturday when uh when Mike Young originally left Wofford to come to Virginia Tech, Kev a immediately followed him. Did you ever give any thought to that at the time? Um, I think I, I thought about it. It just wasn't an option, wasn't an opportunity at the mm-hmm. time. Um, and I uh, so enjoyed uh, you know, being coached by our top assistant at the time, Jay McCauley, who was there, um, and then got the head job. So really excited about that. And um, you know, wanted to stay and, and I had, uh, not just, not just on basketball, but Wofford, you know, it was a smaller campus and everything. So I knew so many, so many people and had so many good friends even off the court. So, um, you know, really, really didn't, didn't put too much th- thought into it and, and, and wanted to stay and finish there. Right. Yeah. A lot of people had that question. Yeah. Did you notice any differences in coach Young's coaching philosophies and approach to basketball after you reunited with him at Tech? Um, no, I, I wouldn't say uh, coaches, you know, specific uh, methods or, or X's and O's or way way about him um, changed anything on the court. Not not necessarily. Um, I think any changes that I did notice were just you know uh, a nature of the game and it becoming the ACC and you know there being you know more athleticism and, and, and more skilled players. You know, one through five on the court at all times for a given team. Um, I think that might have changed um, some of the X's and O's and just uh, what, but made it better, made it better and had to, you know, rise to the occasion. And, um, but he's the same guy, you know, on the court and off the court with his personality, his charisma and um, his encouragement. He makes, you know, every day fun uh, to show up to the gym. So, yeah. Were you uh, maybe amazed is too strong a word, but you, were you amazed at how much better Keve Aluma have gotten? No, I wasn't. Um, didn't surprise you. Didn't surprise me. Actually, I, uh, my freshman year, um, you know, we would go late at night and just shoot, you know, in like the summers and the fall preseason and stuff and play one on one and whatnot. But um, and he had the handles to play like a guard um, and he had, you know, a good, really good looking jump shot. Um, and I knew I, I knew he was extremely skilled. I knew he could pass uh, from glimpses and practices and games throughout our freshman, sophomore year. But um, he just I, I, it wasn't, you know in that position to be confident, to use that, to, to have the freedom for that, um, yet. Um, but I knew it was always there and I was like the one, I mean, a few of us telling him, you know, like, shoot, go like, like, don't pass the ball to me, like be you go one-on-one with him and, um, and go score and stuff like that. And so, um, I knew he always had it. I am incredibly impressed. You know, I'm proud of him for how he has, you know, worked on his game and put the hours in. And I think, you know, that's something we talked about even during his redshirt season. You know, Coach Giltner and Coach Young, it's like just heard that, you know, he's putting time in. And so uh, I'm just impressed with how, how better, how much better he got. Take me through your journey, journey mentally, making that jump from the Southern Conference to the ACC, specifically your confidence in yourself and the difference in roles that you had at Wofford versus Virginia Tech. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, definitely an adjustment, definitely, you know, moving, um, you know, here and, and, and coming to the ACC, I think, you know, mentally really had to, um, you know, believe in myself, really had to understand what I was jumping into. Um, what kind of role and, uh, you know, how hard it would be or how good these ACC players are or how good my teammates are and, um, you know, where I kind of would fit in. And so 
um, you know, Coach Young and I talked about it on the recruiting calls and during that week, um, you know, about it being more like my sophomore year. And, um, you know, we got really good dudes here and just like we had um, when we won at Wofford. And um, so, yeah, no, it was definitely an adjustment. Um, but mentally it, it was, you know, kind of challenging at times to, to understand, you know, where am I, where am I fitting in? Where, what's my role? Um, but, uh, enjoyed every step of that, of the ups and downs of it. And, uh, just glad, uh, you know, how it turned it out. So let's, let's get into that a little bit more. You, you referenced your sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Did you have less of a role at, at Wofford when you were a sophomore? Is that what you're talking about? I, I mean, less of a, less of a scoring role, right. I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had Cam Jackson, Fletcher McGee, Nathan Hoover, um, Fletcher McGee sucks a lot of air out of the building by shooting yeah, as much as yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. No, but he's I a mean, great shooter. So. Oh my goodness, yeah. So he's he's a legend, best shooter in NCAA history, and um, you know he's going to get a lot of touches, a lot of plays ran for him, and, and he's going to get them up, and we want that to happen. And um, you know that was my my job, and uh, while at the same time you know building my abilities to score and move into confidence and freedom with that, um, and then you know having a, a, a good scoring. I guess years, my junior and senior year at Wofford, um, you know, trying to bring that as much as I can here, but also understanding like Kevin Luma, Justin Mutz, Hunter Couture, Naheem, Darius, Sean, like we got really good dudes on this team. And so um, I'm going to try to be as much as I can, uh, you know, the playmaker, um, but also right, be our point guard and, and be coach on the floor and, and set things up for everyone as much as I can. But so a question we got a lot was, you know, where was your confidence while all this was going on? Because, you know, early on you ran into some teams like Memphis was, yep. was nuts. You yeah. Know? And, and so Katie asked you to take us on that journey. Um, was there ever a point, partic- particularly once the season had started, where you're like wondering about it, wondering how you – can you do this? Yeah, I mean, I think I uh... – New York, you know, the first time was, um, yeah, the first time was, uh, was definitely a challenge. Yeah. I mean, I mean, didn't play well, bad basketball. I'm like, man, did I just play the worst game I've ever played in my career. What just happened? Um, and, and come back, um, sit down at Starbucks with Coach Kiltner and just hash it out. I'm like, yo, what? Like, what in the world? And, um, so appreciate him for, for who he is and, uh, the great coach he is and help he was and stuff. But, yeah, I think there was a couple moments I'm like, whoa, like, I'm so, like, good to do this. Like, I can so do this, but what in the world? Like, I just had a horrible game. Um, and, yeah, like, kind of ate me up a little bit here and there, and it was definitely a challenge, definitely hard to hear some things and see some things. Um, but, you know, continue to just, you know, man, I've, I've been through things like this before in my life, and um, the only answer is to, to you know, push even harder. And so um, just had great guys and great teammates and, um, people in my life, you know, telling me like, man, like you're literally made for this. Like you literally did this, commit to this and work at it even harder now. And so, um, yeah, definitely ups and downs and challenging at times, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just thankful for, you know, um, the people on the team and in the program. Um, and then how it ended, you know, made it, made it so worth it. All right, we're going to take a break here on episode 231 of the Tech Sideline podcast, and we'll have more with Storm after the break. Thanks for joining us here on episode 231 of the Tech Sideline podcast with our special guest, Storm Murphy. As we transition back from the break, I want to talk about the regular season. What were your goals heading into the season, and what do you feel like you got better at during your time here? 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, overall goal, uh, you know, was to win a championship. You know, we talked about that early on in the recruiting process. And then, you know, as I was moving here that, um, you know, we were going to be really good. We're an old veteran team. We got a lot of guys who can, who can score and we got all the right pieces and great people. And so uh, we want to put it together and, and win a championship. So that was the goal. Um, and then individually, you know, I wanted to, you know, have a great season, enjoy my time here and, and have the as much of an impact I could toward winning as possible. And, um, you know, be proud and happy with what I was doing on the court. And, um, you know, I think I got better, uh, you know, every day just competing against, you know, these guys, you know, competing against Sean and competing against, you know, Hunter and Nah and, and, and Darius and these guards and, um, you know, worked on defense. I think I got a lot better at defense over uh, the course of the season on ball defense specifically. Um, I think I did well, really well, uh, maybe played the best defense, you know, I did in the ACC tournament. Um, but, um, yeah, I think, I think also, you know, something I learned maybe more than anything was, can I come into a whole new environment, a whole new place and, you know, almost be given this role of leadership, you know, and, and use your personality, your vocal leadership and, um, you know, and, and can I do that right away without, you know, being somewhere for two, three, four years and then, and then, you know, building up into that role, but, you know, meeting new guys, coming to a new environment, new place, um, and excelling in that role. And, um, I think I did well, but it was also, you know, very much a, a learning process through that. So I think I learned a lot. Storm, uh, I know everybody likes to talk about the 10 and 10 start. Um, let's look at it from a little bit different angle. So you guys had not played well in Brooklyn or at Dayton. You come back though, and you play a great game against St. Bonaventure. And you played pretty well at Cameron uh, against mm -hmm. Duke. You were in that game. And it kind of felt like, to me, everything was starting to come together at that point. And then the COVID pause hit. Yeah. How, how, how much did that set you guys back in terms of development? I mean, every other team in this league is getting to practice. You guys aren't. Um, yeah. Could potentially, like the turnaround have begun earlier if that had not happened? Yeah, maybe. You know, I don't want to blame COVID or, or anything and say it wasn't, uh, you know, us just losing games or losing to NC State that night and not playing well. But uh, it was hard. It was, you know, kind of a bump in the road when we got this momentum going. We're, we're hot. We're playing really well. And even though you said, you know, we did lose at, at Cameron, but we played really, really well. Um, you know, to have that happen – uh, it was weird. It was just kind of awkward. Uh, it, it, it didn't feel right. You know, we show up to the gym uh, for the game and it's like we haven't we haven't practiced. We, we like we know the scout. We've heard what we're supposed to do. But it's like I was putting my shoes on. I was talking to Sean and, and Camden. And I'm like, this just feels different. This feels weird. Like we're playing again. Um, we've been gone for forever. Um, and so it, it definitely felt weird. Um Maybe, maybe, you know, that, that, uh, you know, the turn could have, could have happened earlier. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, all's well that ends well. Yeah, yeah, yeah all well ends well. <laughs> um, you mentioned Sean earlier. How impactful for you was it to have a guy like him behind you who could kind of take some minutes off your shoulder during the season? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, so impactful, one, for our team. Like, just to have a, a dude like that who is fearless and can, can score and pass and get by anyone and, and lock up and play physical defense. Like, that's just, uh, it's just huge to have that. Um, and, and he'll be so good. He's going to be so good. Um, and, yeah, and then just for me as well, like I think for each other it was awesome to to have, you know, this year together, um, just kind of, you know, going at it together and, and, and battling but having such a good relationship and, um, you know, encouraging each other and reminding each other. You know, it's like he's reminding me of things, you know, and, and scouts and, and, and this guy goes this hand, right? And he's checking in on, um, you know, what tendency this guy has or what we're supposed to do in the game. And 
um, just constant communication between the two, I think, you know, really helped our relationship and um, just the, the love for basketball that we share. And then, you know, the position we share, uh, you know, is just great. So it was great for the team. Oh, my goodness. And then great for me as well. One of the TV guys earlier this year said who had watched Tech practice, they said they thought Padula could be a, a Colin Gillespie type player. Do, do you see that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Colin is amazing. He's yeah. he's he's uh, unbelievable and um, absolutely. I think you know Sean's game emulates that a lot. Um, probably more more explosive, more athletic, mm-hmm. uh, more of a driver and downhill guy. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, Sean is going to be. It, I just like I get <laughs> I get like excited thinking about that it. Makes us excited. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm so pumped. Um, gosh, I need to get a jersey for next year, but. Yeah, no, I'm hyped. He's uh, he's gonna be so good. It's, what it's are you fun. saying you're gonna get a Padula jersey? I gotta get a Padula jersey. Yeah, that's a thing now. You can buy specific <laughs> custom jerseys. Yeah, actually, take advantage of it. Yeah, he's it's gonna be so cool. I know you had some specific questions about specific plays during. Oh games. yeah, uh, the nutmeg against Radford. On a scale of one to ten, how much did Mike Young love that? <laughs> I don't know uh, because in the post game interview, he said if that didn't work out, my head would have been spinning, um, and he would have been on me for sure. I'm just glad it worked out because I, I I'm glad I didn't have to hear that. But um, yeah, that was uh, fun. I've done it before, yes. almost in like the same spot and and with a dunk result as well. Um, at Wofford, I was getting trapped from a one-three-one press and kind of in that corner. And I don't know. I could pick up my dribble. I could look for someone else, but you know, why not nutmeg? Why not get through that that way? And so I guess I imagine that's got to be like a split-second decision. Right? Yeah, more more instinct than yeah, else. kind of. And it's like I think maybe breaking it down a little bit. The guy in front of me, you know, he's directly in front of me, but he also feels protected to the guy left of me. So I can almost get to the side of him to throw it and get through the, the middle of the right. two. So, um, uh, yeah, it's a split split decision, split, you know, uh, thing. But glad it worked out and glad Justin was <laughs> right where he was to, to finish it that way. It would have, wouldn't have been anything if he didn't do that. So, Was there anything specifically that changed for you guys after that Miami loss at home to make it start clicking? Was there something different in practice or new food regimen or was there just like this meeting collectively where you're like, all right, we're tired of losing. We're going to turn the tide right now. Yeah. I think there was a couple things that happened. Um, you know, one, we were already not in the spot we wanted to be. And then, uh, to lose that game and then to lose it the way we lost it, I think just, man, it just like sunk us to the bottom. We were hanging on Mm -hmm. and we were just like, wow, like what, what, what is like, man. And, uh, we were sad. Coach was sad for us. Um, you know, I think you know, after that game, he just said we we didn't deserve to lose that way. I actually um, remember the quote from he said he said words to the effect of our players deserve a better outcome. Yep, something like that. Yep, and then I think yeah. he followed that up with like I want to hug all of y'all. Like I want I'm here for y'all. I want to hug all of y'all. Like I care for y'all. Um, and then continued to just say, um, you know, this is going to turn, and when it does, it'll be really special. Um, but I think. What that also did was just brought a, a like almost what I talked about in, uh, with the ACC tournament is it brought this this like extreme level of, of desperation and urgency where we're we have to play a certain way from here on out or or like like is a failure or, mm-hmm. or we our goals are completely not going to be met and and like we need to do everything we can um, 
to change that. So I don't think it was a certain workout plan we went on or, or eating regimen or, you know, anything else, but I think an absolutely like heightened level of, of awareness, alertness to, to who we are, how good we really can be to believing in ourselves. And then, um, and kind of just saying, we're going to do this. Like we're going to, we're going to go on a run. We're going to win games. We're not going to lose again. was our mindset. And, um, yeah, so had some success since. So in one season at Virginia tech, you endure, a half-court shot by Miami, and probably a 70-footer against Texas. Yeah. So it's two in one year. <laughs> How many shots like that did you endure in four years at Wofford? Oh, I don't know. A couple. I've, uh-huh. I've, I've had a couple, a fair share of, of tough uh, shots Yeah, over me that go in, and it's just like, come on. Like, <laughs> of course, right? Of course. It just feels like um, it's bound to happen at this point. But, um, no, yeah, those were tough to see go in. Yeah. Anything else regular okay. season? I think I'm going to get into that uh, Miami game down there, right? Okay. With with Darius, his crazy shot at the end, but but that was really a situation where. And so I know that one of the thing the one of the things the fans wanted us to ask you guys about was there there came a moment in the season where Darius and Sean started getting more minutes. Yeah. Um, did that have an effect on you guys? And in particular, at the end of that Miami game, it it was the Sean Padula show. Yeah. For, for the last three minutes or so. Uh, yeah. Everybody remembers Darius making the shot, mm-hmm. but so kind of talk about that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, kind of what I mentioned with Darius, you know, you know, gaining uh, the trust of coaches and, and and players in the team, and um, just showing day in and day out, like what he was able to do. Um, also happened with Sean. I mean, uh, we knew how good he was, and it just came through every single day and in stretches and games. Um, and helped us win games, helped us completely win games. And like you mentioned in Miami, you know, like was the Sean Padula show at the end of that thing. I think he finished with 17 maybe and um, had a huge and one at the end of the game. Um, pressed, he, had the, he had the steal. Pressed, the steal, steal and passed to Keve. And was just like really guarding Charlie Moore really, really well um, in their guards. They're, 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 you know, ghosting ball screens to try to make us flip our hips and, 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 and get outside of their line. And, um, yeah, he you know he took over, and it's just like a testament and shows just like the promise he has, the potential he has, um, but also just like how good he is um, to be a freshman and, and, and do that. You know, he's he's built for it, built for the ACC and, and for this program. Well, now that your collegiate basketball career is over, so many people are curious to hear what's next for you. I know you graduated from Wofford with a degree in finance, and at Virginia Tech are pursuing a master's in leadership studies yep. is that correct yep. so what is your ideal plan moving forward after basketball yeah so um that's a great question i'm asking myself the same <laughs> thing a little bit but um yeah i think you know uh i want to play i want to play as, as long as i can um there's there's you know when when a season finishes like that and just like man it just reminds me of, of why i play the game and why i love it and um so i'm gonna pursue that i think uh, play professionally somewhere um so yeah, uh, eligibility is gone. So I'm going to sign with an agent, hopefully in the next week or so, and then um, work toward um, the summer and opportunities, and then just continue to get better. And then that will lead to something for for next season somewhere uh, in the world, I guess. And so um, we'll see that. But you know, maybe coaching, coaching opportunity comes up. You know, I'd love to coach. I'd love to have an impact. Uh, you know, that that coaches have had on me. I'd love to to do that for guys and. Um, I think, you know, my knowledge of the game would, would, would really help me with that and my personality and, and whatnot. Um, so I don't know. I've also, I guess I enjoyed my time on the ACC network, you know, after those games. <laughs> and so maybe, maybe, uh, you know, something would go with that and uh, take an opportunity there. So 
We'll see. There are worse things in a European basketball career. Yeah. Hanging out in Spain, Italy, places yeah. like that, playing basketball. Yeah, I'm uh, you know, excited to I have a couple friends who are over there, you know, mm. from Wofford and ex ex players that I've known and friends. Is McGee over there? Right McGee, now? yep. He was in Spain and now he's in Montenegro and then Cam Jackson uh, was in Germany, Portugal, and he's in Italy now. And so uh, yeah, you know, travel, travel the world and, and go see some places and, you know, meet new people. And, and at the same time, you know, playing basketball, uh, professionally is, is definitely attractive to me. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of just like, why not, why not go and, and do that? You know, when I'm 23. Mm -hmm. All right. Last question for me before we get into fan questions and some fun ones, what will you take away from your experience at Virginia tech and in Blacksburg playing in front of castle guard, all of those things? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I'll just take a, an immense appreciation for um, for Blacksburg, for Virginia Tech, for um, the people of Hokie Nation. Um, I think it's reminded me, you know, and brought a new, uh, you know, energy and life to me and joy to me about just like how great people are really honestly just to to just be surrounded uh, every day by, by by people in Blacksburg and Virginia Tech uh, you know so special so supportive so encouraging you know um, the energy around the team this year was just amazing and um, I'll take a lot of memories from the team a lot of memories and lessons learned from the guys um, and I'll be you know friends with them for forever and um, and then just a, as a, in a whole Virginia Tech and Blacksburg in the community, you know, just uh, I think remember it as a family and I think, you know, uh, proud to be a part of it forever. Do we have? I got a ton, man. All right. Let's I, I, can, off. I can keep him busy for probably another half hour. <laughs> Let's go. Because I have a list of stuff here, but I'll, I'm also looking at what's coming through YouTube. So okay. I know when, when, when you came out to the event last fall, we talked about this. But just go over everybody how you got the name Storm. Yeah, where'd that come from? Is it a given name? That's it the is. First, is it a nickname or a given name? Yeah, so it is a given name. Get that a lot. Um, but it was my mom's maiden name. Um, and so mom's maiden name and then also born January 3rd in Wisconsin during a snowstorm. During a snowstorm. Because so, that was a question was what kind of storm was yeah, it? Yes, no. Because we told people it was a storm and they're like, well, what kind of storm <laughs> yeah, yeah, is yeah. it? Yeah, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yep, yep, snowstorm. So, yeah. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, somebody asked a question. I, I don't quite have it here. It, it was compare the UNC you played against at Wofford to the UNC you played this year for Virginia Tech. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting question. Yeah, um, that is. I would say very similar. Um, I think. I mean, Hubert was the assistant there for all the times I've I've played, except for now the head coach, but. Um, a team that is going to crash the boards like crazy and offensive rebound, um, big physical. Um, so boxing out is going to be like one, key emphasis, if not the biggest. Um, and then transition defense, I remember is always over the years been a huge emphasis. Um, cause they, they, it's, we, we call it in scout and everything, the Carolina break, they're pushing the ball up even on our makes there. We got to sprint back just as fast. And so, um, and then just really skilled players and, um, you know, story program. And so I think pretty similar actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Over the years. Uh, toughest player you had to guard. Toughest player I've had to guard this year in your, let's career. say in your career. Oh, my career. Okay. My career toughest player I've had to guard is probably be Lamar Peters from Mississippi state. I was going to say, I don't know. Yeah, so he's, who that is. he's from Mississippi state point guard lefty, just so quick, so shifty. Um, we had a tough deal 
guarding him my sophomore year, splitting ball screens behind the back, all this stuff. Um, but yeah, I think he's overseas killing it now, but he's he's tough to guard. Yeah. Being so, a lefty make it a, even a little more different, like defending a lefty instead of a righty. Um, I think so because it's like you know the feet positioning that we're so used to um, with people attacking you know our left sides and. Um, you know, the push off leg for that's mostly our right and my right's my dominant. And, mm-hmm. um, I think so. Yeah. Like, uh, tend to guard people going this way. Um, but when that shifts, uh, it's just kind of different. Mm-hmm. Um, you almost don't think about it, but yeah. All right. Let's see what I got next here. Forgive me for a second while I scan my list of questions. Oh, this is a good one. Where do you keep your piece of string from the ACC turning net? <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, in my room, uh, we were given our own kind of miniature, smaller ACC tournament trophies, um, and so it's it's right right in there. Um, so, how long is the piece of string? How's it attached to the trophy? Yeah, I, it's just laying right in the middle, um, wrapped in a in a knot. Though, um, I think Keve, Justin, and I were the first ones to go up and cut a little more than we probably should have. So I don't know; it's maybe <laughs> this it. long, but yeah, we were like, man, seniors, we got to do this. Um, do you know that tradition was created at the ACC tournament? Really? I didn't, I didn't know that. <clears throat> the ACC tournament started, I think, in 1953 or 54, whatever the first year the ACC was, and that's where it started. Really? Was, uh, Everett Case, I think, was head coach of NC State, and he started that tradition. He brought the ladder out and had his teams wow. crawl up and, and cut the net. So that's where that comes from. It's cool. It's Yeah. yeah. So I guess just – Anybody in your life who is significant, make sure that they know that that's not a piece of trash. That's yeah. an important piece of net. Yeah, absolutely. You might that want to is... put it in a display case. Or yeah, something. I need yeah. to. That is. Uh... I think what I'm going to do with my confetti is uh, probably when we, when we do the mutts posters, I'm going to get the the poster framed and then put my confetti Ooh, in the frame. Perfect. So Ooh, that's nice. what you should perfect do with the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Did, awesome. did you get any confetti and bring it home with you? Um, because David had a whole backpack Wait, if he needs it. I actually didn't bring any, so I might need well, to grab we'll them. Take some. <laughs> I need to grab them. <laughs> I've got more yeah. over in the office. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's see. Um, oh, this, this is an off-the-wall question. Okay. At Wofford, after a road victory, players got to pick a truck stop treat. Yeah, yeah. Does that still happen at Virginia Tech? No, because they fly. <laughs> and if, if not, has any tradition replaced it? Um, that's a great question from RU Hokie. That right? is great. Rapid University Hokie. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, that tradition at Wofford still lives on, will live on, and uh, was awesome. You know, we as soon as we won a road game, like in the locker room, we're celebrating and just screaming snack time, um, <laughs> and that was always fun. Um, hasn't happened here. I remember we're at. I think Navy was our first road game. Um, we won. And so I was trying to get Coach Young and, and, and Coach Giltner and everyone who knew about it to like, let's do it. Let's do snack time. Um, but it's just, yeah, not, not. Well, I'm guessing here. at Wofford, you took the bus, right? Yeah, I took the bus time. everywhere. Yeah. And, and so we would. Uh, so you had to stop for pee breaks and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and get some <laughs> snacks. Why not? So um, yeah, I don't know if there's any other tradition here now that we have right after the game. Um But that, that stuff is special. <laughs> so now I got you missing the old days, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I would go. So David just asked him what his go-to was. What's your favorite? Yeah, so my go-to um, was usually um, like a cherry coke and some Skittles. <laughs> yeah. So here's a, here's a little bit more introspective question. Um, 
What is what does the Virginia Tech basketball program need in order to take the next step to the Sweet 16, Elite Eight, etc.? Fun fact: Today is the three-year anniversary of us losing to Duke in the Sweet 16. I saw that on my I'm Facebook notifications this morning. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, no, first of all, let's let's talk about that. Did you watch that game between Virginia yeah. Tech and Duke three yes, years ago? I did. I did watch that. Who game. were you rooting for? Tell the truth. Virginia Tech, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, yeah. I remember, and I remember the last play and sequence and everything. Um, but yeah, no, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted Tech to win. But um, what was the other question? The question about? was, what, what does Virginia Tech need to continue to elevate the program? I mean, let's not pretend like an ACC championship uh, is it a significant moment. Yes, yeah. yeah but to, sure. to, to go further through the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of things go into that tournament um, and winning a game. Um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, the lion's share of it is the team and how ready they are and prepared and uh, the pieces they have. And so, um, I don't know, I think I would say – uh, to continue to build um, on the pieces we have, you know, we have a lot of really good uh, uh, young guys and a good mix of now who's going to be seniors and veterans who have been through a lot, who have won a championship. Um, I think, you know, winning a championship now, coming back and everything for these guys, it carries just a level of confidence, a boost uh, mentally. Um, and so that that's great. And that's going to be huge. And I think uh, just continue to develop and learn off of this year. I think there's a lot to learn. Uh, you know, there's, I mean, two things I would say that were really, you know, harped on as to why we were losing games, and it was our defense and rebounding. Um, and we continued to just hone in on those two things, um, knowing, you know, we're going to get good looks on offense, we're going to score enough, we're going to make shots, um, and if we can defend, if we can rebound, uh, you know, we'll win. And so we saw that 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 trend happen. Um, so I think that'll be a huge emphasis next year. Let me ask you about defense because I believe it was on February 8th you guys were 110th in the country in adjusted defensive efficiency, and you guys ended up around 50, 50, 54th. I don't think I've ever seen such a dramatic in-season change. Yep. Um, you, you guys went from actually ranked amongst conference games only being ranked dead last in defensive yep. efficiency. I've heard and that. It's got to be first over the second part of, yep. uh, of that. So what changed? Yeah, uh, Coach Young called us soft. Uh, we, uh, Is that we, the PG version? Yeah, <laughs> no. um, we actually went to Florida State. Uh, was that right after Miami? It was. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then um, we won, but you know, still tough film session. Like we, uh, he he was you know pretty fed up that that we were dead last. Pointed that out. Continued to point that out, um, and that's what we continued to hear. Is that we, we were dead last and that we're soft and we're not playing physically. There's a couple guys on the team that maybe are here and there, but you know, we're we're not gonna continue this trend and, and win and turn things around if we can't pick up our defense and our rebounding. And so that that kind of hurt us, right? We're like, oh gosh, like man, like I don't wanna pride myself on being soft at all. I wanna pride myself on the opposite and being tough and a physical player and someone who gets after it. And so I think that um, you know, him, that conversation, that film session you know, kind of really did, you know, spark us to be more physical and really focus on defense and take a lot more pride in it. And so as we move down the ranks and up, up the ranks, that's um, definitely why. So I want to get a, <clears throat> get the player's perspective on this uh, because this comes out of, I've got like 17 college buddies and we're all on a group text and we're watching, it was either Duke or UNC play the other night in the, in the regional final. 
And one of my buddies said into the group text, I don't want any part of these, these teams, these, this Duke team and the UNC team we're watching now. Um, as a player watching, do they look like they're playing harder and better than they were in the ACC tournament? I know that's a weird question, but when you watch them right now and they're in the Final Four, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, because Duke in particular is a lot tougher at the end of the game. They just yeah, faded they, out against you guys. Yeah, no, they've been finishing like really, really well. Um, and UNC is is hot and hitting shots. And um, and Duke too. I think like Duke is having other guys step up specifically. I mean, Jerry Roach, Jeremy Roach is stepping up like crazy now. And, um, you know, I think um, playing with a, a level of confidence that's helping them a ton. But I think, you know, Maybe they're not the same. Maybe they're, you know, but I think they are really similar to the team that we played um, in the ACC tournament. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think um, it's kind of clicking at the right time for both of those programs for sure. I think maybe uh, dealing with some adversity in the ACC tournament may have taught them some lessons <laughs> Focused about on, how yeah. to play better down the stretch and things like that. For sure. No, definitely. I think the ACC tournament, um, you know, might have uh, helped them both and – you know, remembered that maybe one of these teams' last loss on the year will be to us. So, <laughs> Coach K's final loss of his career might have been to Virginia Tech if Duke can win it all. Yeah, we'll see. So we'll we'll see. need a T-shirt with that on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's every Hokie fan's favorite question. This one just came into the YouTube chat. What was it like experiencing Inner Sandman and Castle Coliseum? Oh and and I want to put an add-on to that question. When the music stops and the fans yeah. are singing – and you're trying to play basketball. Do you hear that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Tell oh, me yeah. about that. It's uh, it's, it's awesome. I think it starts right toward the end of our starting lineups, uh, right after that. And so we're, uh, you know, trying to to come to the huddle, have the last little talk about what what the game plan is, the first few plays, what we're in on defense. But it's just, you know, roaring, and we go out there, and it's cool. You know, you kind of, it's cool to like take that walk, you know, almost out onto the court for for the first time for the night. Um, as the game's about to start and, and it's just blaring and, um, you know, I almost have to hold back from like running in the crowd and, and dancing with everyone and jumping around and stuff. But, um, and then it's, yeah, like you said, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's really like an experience that, um, you know, I'll never forget and something that I can't even compare it to. It's nothing like I've ever experienced. Um, you know, and then when they continue to, to sing and chant, scream, it's like awesome. So the first possession is always cool, especially if we're on offense where we're right under them. So I definitely, I definitely hear it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> the other thing I think people want to ask about is the dancing. <laughs> and you have a long history of dancing. Yeah. It's, it's not just what people saw during the ACC tournament. Yeah. So take us back to the whole, uh, what is it? Beans, greens, potatoes, <laughs> tomatoes? Beans, greens, How potatoes. How old were you during that too? <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, like 17? Yeah. It was November. So you were still in high school? November of my senior year. Wow. I had committed to Wofford um, that July end of july and then so wofford didn't know what they were getting until they saw that video yeah it's so (laughs) funny talk at campus yeah it's so funny though some of the guys you know fletch and cam and whatever and even uh you know keve and people talk about it like oh gosh who are we getting like who is this kid (laughs) like oh gosh like uh, freaked him out a little bit but yeah i mean it was it was a little one take funny video i heard the rap earlier that day and my grandparents were over my parents were making the food and my sister's sitting there i'm like yo record this real quick record this real quick she does i tell them to dance and they're they're funny and then they have personality and they're uh, so they just got into it and uh, i just tweeted it thinking it was so that was one take yeah and i was like this is dumb i'm gonna tweet it and then 
got like 300 retweets and i was like oh wow okay what and then it like i think someone who had like half a million followers whatever retweeted it said something about it and uh and then it kind of just took off all night all week um so that was it was crazy that was fun but it was so a funny story about that i first game of the season at our rival school right down the street at madison memorial i think we're preseason one or two three and they're like one two or three and um the whole student section right like storm's got beans check tomatoes check red, <laughs> check whatever buckets no check or all this oh, stuff man. so it was crazy but my, my parents were in the crowd so they're hearing all of it too like they're all chanting sold out uh it was hilarious but it was tough because uh we're down three at the end of the game uh i come down behind the back left step back back iron missed the shot to tie it we lose at madison memorial they like tweet the video goes crazy they're like Storm had uh, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, and choked on it all. Oh, yeah, no. oh, man. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was, it was so funny. But it's, it's laughable now. But does it still hurt? No, it's funny now. But I do wish I made that shot. <laughs> but so that was a Twitter thing. That was pre TikTok, right? Yeah, yeah, pre pre TikTok, all that. But um, just tweeted it, and yeah, I think I'm, uh, I'm thankful. My parents made the video. They, they were the ones. My dad's, you know, hitting the nae nae with the spatula. So he made it. He made it. <laughs> Um, so you continue to dance to this day. So what is what what was the one at the ACC tournament? And that was after the Notre Dame game, right? That wasn't even yeah. after the championship. I think so. Yeah. Well, uh, Justin Mutz and I like we we've hit. The, it's called hitting the gritty, uh, the gritty. That, that dance. But we've uh, we've done that together a bunch and, and stuff, and that's been fun. So then after the Notre Dame game, David was right there, and like he was doing it backwards, and I was doing it looking at him, and the cameras caught that, but. Um, yeah, we just always hitting it. So yeah. I don't know. I think I, I remember watching that, and I remember thinking these guys are feeling it, man. They got yeah. two more games to go, but maybe maybe this is their year. Yeah, and why not? Like why not? Right? Like why not dance? And why not have that fun and and just carry that energy, that momentum, and and just uh, and smile? Like why not? Why not? We just won. Let's move on to the next with that same energy, um, and uh, keep dancing. So yeah. All right, now before we close, I want to end it off with some fun questions. I know we've grilled you a little bit. So far, you've been a great sport, but first one, can we expect either a Storm Murphy appearance in Castle next year or a Storm Murphy appearance at the Wofford Virginia Tech football game next year? Ooh, if I am in the if, country. Yes. Yes, absolutely <laughs> will be there, at both, um, for sure. Yeah, got to okay. make that happen. Um, favorite mo moment or funniest moment with Mike Young? Oh. Man, what can I say? You got to expose actually, them a little bit. What can I actually say? Funniest? <laughs> what can I actually say? <laughs> yeah. Actually. It's, it's uh, live, remember. <laughs> funny, most funniest moment with Coach Don. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, let's see. Man, I, I would just say. Uh, so Did he ever dance in the locker room like after a win? No, I don't There's know. There's videos I, of Hubert Davis gritty. And I'm like, know, where's I don't the know, Mike Young gritty? I don't know if I've ever seen Coach Young like gritty. I wish we'd made that happen um, or dance or anything. <laughs> but honestly, the mo like the funniest thing that 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 he's always doing, and I'm just dying laughing um, about, is just all the side comments he makes. Uh, about a player or about this or about that or about this game um you know i'm sitting i'm standing on the sideline during scout time or whatever and they're running something and he'll come over and, and just like get on somebody but he's joking the whole time um 
there's one moment uh, at Wofford, actually, uh, Matthew Pegram, I think, uh, got elbowed or something in the head. He made the managers run in the locker room to the football, grab a helmet, and he practiced with a football helmet on. Um, and he, everyone was like, are you joking? But no, like, you're wearing this helmet, so... That was during practice. Yeah, during practice. <laughs> but there's been so many, you know, moments. He's hilarious, and it's just he's fun to be around. Favorite uniform to wear at Virginia Tech? Yeah, what color? The orange one, of course. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'd probably I'd probably say the orange one. Yeah. You wore those during Texas, right? We did. I remember also, seeing that, and I was like, "Oh, we're gonna win." Them, yeah. We also yeah. wore them yes. UNC, I think. You did. And, UNC, and, 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 okay. yeah. Yep. So. Okay. Favorite place to eat in Blacksburg. He's thinking, he's thinking NIL money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. Um, PKs. PKs. Good What's choice. the order? What's the go-to? Uh, Wing bites? Well, we mostly go – sometimes we mostly go as a team um, and get um, wings and pepperoni pizza. Um, the I think it's the spicy garlic wings. I love the spicy garlic wings. Their yeah. burgers are good, too. Bur- I, yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right. Who has a better gritty, you or Joel Berry? Shout out my goal, my guy Joe Barry, but <laughs> I gotta say myself. I gotta say myself. I'm How many one. times have you been asked to do that in Blacksburg since you a got few, back? Yeah, a few times now. Um, but anytime I'm asked, I just like make them do it with me, and then it's fun. Yeah, they gotta <laughs> well, do it with me. So if you're asking, like, we're doing it together. <laughs> I might stall here for a second because I was gonna ask if we could make it. If you said you did it 45 times, I was gonna say, can we make it 45 and one? Okay, well as long as you do it with me, that's what I'm saying. You know, you know, we didn't have a pre-production meeting about this. We knew we were going to have to dance at the end, but if we get up there, like if we move the table back and get up there, there's no, no mics. mics. So, yeah. so I mean, you've still got your mic. Well, we didn't cue Malcolm up for any music. Is our problem? Yeah. Oh, we should yeah, have some more production. Ready. I think yeah, we'll have to there's plenty of videos on They're Twitter. All, yeah. Yeah. They'll live in our hearts forever. <laughs> all right. So, well, David, David texted me one dur- during the show, so let's let's. Get away from the dancing for just a second because I don't like where that's headed. <laughs> it's headed for me standing up yeah. there with you. Um, so wh- two-part question. What did you enjoy the most about playing in Castle? And what, what was your favorite road venue? Ooh, okay. Favorite part about playing in Castle? Um, yeah, I would just say definitely enter Sadman to start. That that has to be my answer. Got to be. Um, yeah, and then just like yeah. even even you know throughout uh, the games at moments, probably more, more so in the second half of games, close games. You know, we go on a little run, we score a big bucket, we get a good stop. Um, probably just you know the, the ability for for the place to you know blow the roof off the top and roar. Um, I would say one key moment for sure was probably Virginia game. Um, I think we had a stop. Their ball out of bounds under. We got a block. We blocked three shots three, in three, four seconds or yeah, something like that. I, I think right. we blocked three shots in four seconds. And, of course, I didn't have one of them. But, um, <laughs> no, that was definitely. Padula did, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did. yeah. Um, that was uh, a fun game, fun atmosphere. Virginia yeah. at home was definitely memorable. Yeah. <laughs> and then you said road venue? Yeah, road venue. Because of your age, you never got to play at Maryland, I don't think. Yeah, no. Play. Okay. Maryland was actually incredible. So uh, you played there when you were at Wofford? No. no, no they played, played there this year. year. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. See, that's why I keep young people yeah. around. So. Yeah, so never never been there, never played there. But this year, it was super cool. It was uh, it was really? full. So the fans weren't brutal? 
Well, that was the game before they fired their head coach. Kind of brutal. The game before us the next day, they they fouled. Yeah. (laughs) But it was a. it was full. Um, they all had like uh, the yellow jerseys on for Lynn Bias, and um, that was a really, really cool atmosphere to play in. I would say, yeah, maybe Maryland. Um, uh, Charlotte uh, Spectrum Center was really, really cool, actually. Um, and then Cameron, you know, I would say probably Cameron just being like as full as it was, um, even though it was still Christmas break, um, was pretty cool. Yeah. All right, I think that's other? all I got. I'll think of something right. after we're done with the show. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, as we come up on 90 minutes, I think that's going to do it for us here on episode 231 of the Tech Sideline podcast. And what a special one it was. Huge thank you to Storm for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and chat with us here at the Tech Sideline headquarters. You can follow him on Twitter at Murphy underscore Storm. And for the rest of our crew today, Will Stewart, founder and general manager of TechSideline.com. He's at Will Stewart TSL on Twitter. Chris Coleman, lead analyst and columnist of TechSideline.com. He's at Chris Coleman TSL on Twitter. Malcolm Stewart behind the scenes always does a great job. I'm Katie Adams signing off on episode 231 of the Tech Sideline podcast. We'll see you next time.